Hello, 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 all you beautiful and wonderful mixologists out there. It's your girl, Moni, and you are mixing with Moni. Honey, I'm so happy to be home. Y'all thought I was playing with you when I said I was back, but I promised I would try. And try is exactly what I have done. And I am so excited to be back into the swing of things, back into the fold, talking and enjoying um, currently Salt Lake City and all the other things that Bravo has coming up. And in order to do that, I just had to bring along someone else. That solo episode that I tried to do just took a lot out of me. So many responsibilities, all the things you have to cover. So I brought in some amazing, amazing help to get through this episode and all the things that the Salt Lake City Girls has for us lately. Jenny from Bravo and Blaze, who I have been dying to promote and collab with for a long, long time for a lot of reasons that my listeners probably know and can assume um, those who are new. I absolutely love her account and I love the way she covers um, these things. So I am so excited to welcome you for the first time to Mix With Money. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. You said so many nice things about me. I'm like (laughs) shook. Like Lisa Barlow, the sprinter man. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Lisa just, this is her season. I'm having a very nice time watching her be the most ridiculous character. Like it is quite, it's really entertaining. I love this for her. Like the delusion on this show this season is already quite high, but Lisa is just, she's having a different experience. And I, I think that's fantastic. I mean, I love Lisa Barlow so much because of her, these moments that you're talking about, like being kind of like unhinged over, you know, Angie and Heather's relationship or whatever. I was like, what is happening right now? That shook me. The (laughs) jealousy. She She was so mad. She was so upset and she made the whole thing about her. And I was like, absolutely. You go, Lisa. Like, yes, bring it back. Circle it back to me. Um, Excuse me. How do I not get, wait, how does she get it? And I don't get it. And Angie's like, you do hear me say it was 15 years coming, right? Like, hello. And Lisa's like, well, just, I have concerns and I think that's fantastic I think I think she's having a lovely season I love this for her I always love her so I can never say anything yeah but I do do think there is more to that moment on the most recent episode where she kind of like lost it over Heather and Angie's relationship I think for there's something deeper and this is why I love Salt Lake City because they have that religion aspect that brings in yeah. another like dimension to this to all of this in the dynamic right it makes it way more complex which I love and I think that because of the Mormonism you got to remember Heather is a different type of Mormon than Lisa Barlow Lisa Barlow is like mm-hmm. the 2.0 Heather Gay was like the traditional but then got banished because yep. her husband divorced her but Lisa Barlow she's what did they say um terrestrial or whatever <laughs> yes and, and this is the thing like I don't know that much about Mormonism so I'm learning through the show however I grew up in with a religious background my mother started a church like a Ooh, a Christian church. Speaking of very religious. Yeah. And so like, I have my own view on religion and it has always intrigued me to learn more about other religions. 
And I just like, I really didn't even think about Mormonism that much. I didn't realize it was flourishing as much as it is today. And Mm -hmm. I think with Salt Lake City, it kind of opened up the doors for me to explore a little more. I started watching some documentaries. I'm like, what is this all about anyways? And then I'm like, wait, there's gold plates and and buried in the woods or something was it gold or yeah the it's like the now see the secrecy the hidden things the all of those type of things I tend to love about studying religions that took world religions in like college and high school and never did anyone ever talk about the Mormon church and I found that even more fascinating um there's a very new it's yeah really new religion there's also still like a strong um, Mormon population here where I'm at in the DMV because like we grew up on 495 and there's a picture that circulates every year of the Mormon temple that's in um, Montgomery County but it is it looks like Disney World like it is it looks like the Disney World castle so you cannot miss wow. it so if you are on the major artery anytime between DC Maryland and Virginia you will see this giant Mormon tabernacle so it's like wow. very it's it's been present and you know there's I've even seen a lot more young boys lately what I believe is on a mission because I I but I've never I've seen it but I've never noticed it before in the same way because I've never seen this show and I think um I, I I totally agree this I'm learning through the show more deeply how the Mormon church is, but also the, the nuances of it. So what that's what I like, that's different than a documentary style, because that's usually one perspective. And then of course, sometimes they'll give a counter, but it seems like with a show like housewives, it's so much more nuanced because we're seeing, like you said, the dynamic between the women that is shaped by religion. It's not just that you were mean to me in high school or in college. Uh-huh. It's that Lisa was calling Heather a good time girl because she wants to be a good Mormon. And you know, how full circle is that? Because uh-huh. Heather is like, no, I am a bad Mormon. Now she's kind of owning that. <laughs> and that's like her thing at the moment is like, all the things exposing it all and like living her Mm -hmm. truth. But I think it's very interesting that Lisa is so concerned about um, being a good Mormon right now. And that's one of the main reasons why their relationship is always going to be a little bit flawed because it wasn't just, you know, a difference of moral opinion. It was, it is now very much so I have these kind of feelings about your faith and how you're raising your family. Yeah. Uh, even down to Heather having big feelings and taking it to other ladies in the group, like Whitney about her son going on a mission, like mm-hmm. talking about somebody else's kid. So it's just, you know, that really, I think that it. part, I'm sorry. I didn't mean no, to please. interrupt but real quick. I, I, w- I wanted to circle back to the dynamic between Heather and Lisa. And I think that this, this part of it, Jack going on a mission is, making their their relationship so much more complex and I think that she was triggered in that moment like yeah not just by Heather and Angie's relationship but even further from that you know like with Jack and then the mission and also I didn't know that missions like I grew up in a church so anytime they talked about a mission it was always Uh looked at as like a good thing right 
And so I'm just like, yeah, missionary, that's good, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then on Twitter in the last like week or two, you know, people are talking about Salt Lake City, of course. And I didn't even think of it in this way about people going, someone tweeted about how the mission is people forcing their religion onto people who didn't ask for it and (laughs) trying to like force them to change. And the way that this person tweeted about it, I was like, oh my God, the way you said it makes me think of this like so Mm -hmm. differently now. And that mission part of it, because in the beginning, like when season one or not season one, sorry, when this season started episode one, when she said Jack's going on a mission, I was like, oh my God, she must be so proud. And then like seeing her break down and like now like thinking of it from that perspective, I'm like, oh my God, there is so much more that goes into this because another person who I'm friends with, who loves conspiracy theories is, was also talking to me about it, about how like with Jack, him going on this mission is basically him committing his life to Mormonism and he may not come back the same person and he may, that could change his relationship with his actual family. Yeah. And I didn't even really think of that until like the last couple of weeks. Cause I'm like, Oh my yes. God, this is, it's so a lot more. interesting. <laughs> and you know, there's this dynamic and I, in no way I watch it solely only for entertainment value. Shout out to the Jewish community. <laughs> they have all told me that this is not the best representation of them, but it is very entertaining. The, un- my unorthodox life on Netflix. Um, <gasps> it is. That's a, Good show. Oh, damn entertaining <laughs> but especially the first nuts. season it kind of reminds me of like that that's a possible situation that could happen I mean um yeah. at the helm you know um her name escapes me right now but um um, um Batsheva oh um what is her name <laughs> oh my gosh it's so I, I can remember everybody's name oh but my her. gosh yeah I can't <laughs> even think of it right now oh and God, her son name. I think Armin, Armin, his name I remember, but um, he is like, he went to uh, like school and decided Mm -hmm. to really kind of deep dive into his faith. And it has really strained his relationship with his mom because she is like vehemently against most of the practices and the things that he is holding very dear. Um, like kind of like Heather and speaking out against it and having big feelings about it and kind of like forcing that is a real word, you know, regardless of how we feel Heather, um, this woman whose name I cannot remember, Julia, Julia Hart. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Julia, Heather, they have those perspectives of like, because the worst possible things in life and treatment was done to them and that's possible and they were the best they're kind of projecting this like so then what is the point you should not like let me tell you it doesn't matter it's not going to end well and I think Lisa's point of view is like it just hasn't been like that for me and Heather's like well in my opinion, petty me, if I was Heather would be like, yeah, because like, you're not a real Mormon. Like you got to choose this life. And it's like held differently. And it seems like that is the burn is like, you're trying to portray a lifestyle that I had to live. Like I was that lifestyle. And, but Lisa's also like, 
I just want you to accept me for me because first of all, yeah. not that long ago, this was your life mm-hmm. and we had that in common. And now, you know, we can't even have like a cordial relationship, but you can get with Angie K who you apparently have hated <laughs> since high school. Like it's just the math isn't mathing to Lisa. Yeah. I think, you know, I think it, this is funny because in the beginning of Salt Lake city, going back to season one, it felt like Heather looked up to Lisa as right. the Mormon 2.0. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like it's completely shifted. Completely opposite. And it's so bizarre to me because I'm not used to seeing Lisa like wanting validation yes. from someone or like wanting acceptance. And it's yeah. so interesting because I don't know if Lisa Barlow, because remember she was saying on the most recent episode, like, I'm not worthy to go in the temple and like people wear garments and things like that or whatever. Like, where was I going with this? <laughs> I just got distracted by an airplane going by. Yeah, but, story of my life never living near an airport. Yeah, seriously. I'm sorry. I hope that this doesn't mess up your... It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Lisa Barlow, I just feel like, oh, so... Lisa seems like she's wanting acceptance from Heather to keep the connection between her and Jack. You know, like if Heather says like, yeah, you are a good Mormon, then Lisa might feel like, oh my gosh, my son and I can still have our relationship. Like nothing's going to change because Mm -hmm. let's be honest, it's not as a parent, I don't know if you're a parent or not, but um, as a parent, like the only normal is like change. Your Mm -hmm. kid is constantly changing. You have to get used to these new phases and everything. And I think obviously they're going through a huge change, but there's more to it where it's like, there's so much that's left to be unknown because she's not even going to be able to talk to him for two years. Like, what is that all about? Why can't they talk? Yeah, like they're, de- I mean, listen, Heather raises some excellent points every time they talk about it. Um, you know, I have mixed feelings about that scene with her and Whitney um, discussing it just because as much as I think Heather's experience is so valid, I just am also hesitant to encourage her to just pop up on people and say hey do you condemn the mormon church like almost like the exact same thing as the you know hey do you profess you know to jesus christ to be your lord and savior it's like i need you to condemn it right now before we have a conversation you said it that they were terrible remember ally like she's calling on her allyship it's kind of crazy yeah she even brought up like transphobia i think and what else did she say she was like really going hard remember that she loves is black people and um gays which is all the things that the mormon church hated that she told us um (laughs) in the beginning which i will not lie my grandfather my mom's dad did growing up he did try he was really seeking religion at a point in time and he did go to that famous mormon temple on the highway that everybody knows and he was indeed turned away 
That is a true story. He was very against religion for a considerable amount of decades because of that reason. Like he literally saw, I mean, you can't not see it from the highway. So he felt called to it and they did turn him away because of his race. And that was crazy. I mean, that was a long time ago. Um, I doubt much has changed because if a, blonde white woman like heather is you know beefing with the mormon church and has you know and they seem like they feel that she is an unsavory character oh honey i'm not making it in the vicinity and that's just fine apparently so i'm so scared of mormons i think but because like we have to be leery of any one entity that controls the government because i'm pretty sure that the whole thing of like church and state which the state meant government, but this is literally the state's government. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of control. Like the drinking. So what do the girlies do when they visit oh and go to the God. lodge? Are y'all not having spiked hot chocolate? Like I'm concerned that we're not having, we can't do shots in Vail. Like what's so, happening? I just got Oh wait, this no, that's book. a different state, isn't it? <laughs> I just got this book about this, girl I think she was like a journalist I only made it like five pages in but the opening scene is her going to Salt Lake City and apparently that's the epicenter of where mommy bloggers originated and I didn't know this and so she's like fangirling hard over the houses of these influencers that she's been seeing and following for like a decade and I just, shoot, now I lost my train of thought again. No, it's okay, because I remember that when Salt Lake City was first announced, people were very concerned that it would be like an all-mommy blogger cast. Um, And I, they were concerned that it would be like all these mom bloggers who have, like, built these careers on the internet. Um, I did once watch a show that was, it's on Netflix, called Dream Home Makeover or something. Oh, yeah, they're in Salt Lake City? They're, yes, they're fantastic fantastic decorators yes the least (laughs) exciting individuals i've ever seen in my life so it was a terrible (laughs) show but the decor was popping and every bit of what and i definitely followed the whole mom talk situation like very another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Closely. And for those of you who do not know what that is, there was this giant scandal of a bunch of of young 20-something Mormon moms and their husbands. And these moms all got together constantly to do dances and randomly like tell their own business. And it turns out that there allegedly was an entire like they were a swinger community. 
and they would <laughs> swing and transition soft swinging that was the difference yeah. and it's like a very thing to not be in utah and salt lake city it's like against 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 but because they're yeah. all mormon and they're not allowed to really explore or do anything when they get married they just kind of do allegedly the swappy things and there were parties and this one girl got in trouble of the mommy group because of like 12 women it's a lot of freaking mm-hmm. women and she got in trouble for um apparently like having a continued affair with one mm-hmm. of the men that she was soft swinging that then turned into hard swinging i assume um over affair. there to a full, full affair blown affair a full blown <laughs> affair and like lost everything everyone was mad at her so she started calling people out and saying yeah. like you were swinging with me here are pictures like there are oh it was a hot mess shout out to real moms of bravo because they did an entire deep dive on it so you do not have to go and do the research it is all in like the highlights if you care because they did a nice recovery you don't have to google it but that's what we thought salt lake city was going to be because the goal is for all these women to be mommy bloggers so like walking well, do you in remember Utah, like the curated system do you remember whitney in the beginning they were accusing her of being a swinger yes i wonder if they're trying to like thought that that girl that, that she brought her friend of that they that was some conspiracy theories that i did not i can't confirm or deny that i took part of but <laughs> i will say that you know arguments were made and she only disappeared because they were able to like link some stuff because also utah is known for terrible political things like oh the one who yeah goes, happy birthday yes like jen shaw but it wasn't her birthday yes <laughs> Okay, no, precisely that. Mm-hmm. So now I remember. Okay, that book. The one of the first things she mentioned. She goes because they don't drink alcohol, so they have these shops where they like. I'm not. I shouldn't even say spike, but they put like diet coke and coconut syrup. That's like their libation. Like yeah. Ooh. <laughs> They've been yeah. mocktailing it up for years. Yeah. Um, I actually really was sad. like, I don't drink anymore. So I was like, oh, I wonder, <laughs> let me try that. You know, me <laughs> neither. Ever since I have taken to alternative health, you know, resources, I have realized that drinking is not really as nice and fun as I once thought it was. <laughs> because oh, whenever I do no. do a little bit, I'm like, oh, this is unpleasant. This is not a fun time. Y'all yeah, can go ahead and keep it. So maybe I would have gotten just fine along in, you know, Utah. But it just seems <laughs> wild that the church could be like, be able to make that distinction because you're not allowed to drink in the Mormon church yeah. that the state of Utah has like a liquor lower limit. I think they said you can't even have like hot drinks or something. Yeah. Or like you can't do, there's no doubles. You can't What's have- like a double vodka, like or a vodka with two oh, shots. I'm sure, like that. <laughs> They're like, and it because something about the whole Heather ordering vodka and water, um, a couple years ago um, was really disturbing, and that is what came to light about Utah. That that's actually um like a local tourist cocktail. That's so God bless. I that's like living in a different country. I feel like <laughs> yeah, because to me, I mean, it's so beautiful, but. I'm a ski bunny. I like to be inside of the lodge, Uh. though. Like, I'm cute. (laughs) I'm in the outfit. I'm cozy looking like a little bunny. And I'm, like, with the hopefully spiked coffee. (laughs) 
next <laughs> to the fireplace while y'all go play in the snow. That is fantastic. Yeah. And that without that, fun. that's too sober. Because <laughs> if they're not letting me do the drinking, I'm sure a lot of things are not allowed. And that's really concerning because <laughs> like, what do they do for fun? Just get married and apparently soft swing. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean... oh. I have to know your thoughts on this. How we even began is Meredith has had some big ambitions this year to come after people's husbands, the with the rumors and the nastiness. Um, she's like, I have the secrets in the vault. Everybody on the show came to play this year. I will say like, are they well-produced and it's a little bit scripted? Yes, but it seems like they're doing their own self-producing. So like, it's not a production scripted thing. They all just came to do their jobs. Whitney is stirring this pot like anything I've, uh, nothing I've ever seen before. <laughs> Meredith is ready at all times with a new accent and a brand new allegation. Oh and, God. you know, she started off strong with, and Monica is doing the dirty work and letting everybody know that she's poor and she, and you've been <laughs> talked about and your husbands have been talked about. And she lets Angie K know that her husband is allegedly gay to Meredith and sleeps with a bunch of men and they have have an arrangement i'm not gonna hold you though i'm not gonna lie when they said that last week and i was a little sleepy and a little elevated i will say i thought they were talking about meredith about the husband yes i thought they were talking about meredith having um an arrangement because her husband sleeps with the men and i no, I thought they were saying that. Oh. I realized that they were saying that Meredith was saying that about Angie K. And I gotcha. immediately thought that could be low-key a pot calling the kettle um, there, gray. There was a blind going around, I think, last season. It was when Angie H was on. And they the blind was that somebody's husband goes to Chicago and hooks up with men or whatever. Yeah, And when that came out, I was like, I think it's Angie H's husband. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then now this is coming out. So I wonder if like, that's what that blind was about. But yeah, probably either way, it, it felt dirty to watch. And it made me feel very sad for Sean, especially when he started crying. Like, I didn't even think he would care, let alone cry. And that, that yeah. really bothered me. And then it, it made me feel sad for like the whole gay community and like like why does it even matter and I don't know and I like that he said you know it wasn't so much being you know my sexuality being questioned but more the infidelity part and yeah yeah that is a big deal it's like both of those accusations are very serious and I feel sad for them because I think they were kind of blindsided. However, I will say this, like if you go on a reality show, just prepare yourself for any type of rumor to be started about you. Like absolutely, that's just like a default that you absolutely like this is light work. If you look at Jersey, they would have had your husband gay, gag tied and in a, (laughs) you know, a prison chain gang or something like that. Like he's on his way to federal tax court or something like they go in on these shows and it it happens when you go on a reality show. We think there's a standard. We think there's a moral code. We're told time and time again that there should be, or there is 
and we're always wrong. And guess what? Yeah. We watch anyway or watch because <laughs> of it. So it's it's never going to stop happening. But it also seems like Salt Lake knows what they need to do to stay, mm-hmm. you know, up front and on the come up. You know, they're going to have, I think, arguably even a better season than Potomac this season. Um, Because while Potomac looks really good, it seems really dark and it seems really sad and kind of dramatic um kind of you know later atlanta years whereas salt lake city seems to be like we just wanted to be everything you thought we were which is vapid and ridiculous and rich and fun before we had a criminal on the show and then like that kind of got all the spotlight um because now that jen shaw is gone we have a lot you know the world is our oyster especially through the eyes of monica and i'm wondering i'm curious what are what are your thoughts about monica there's very mixed reviews something she's here to play something she's you know doing the right things others think that if you're going to complain about people being rich on housewives like know what show you signed up for um yeah. which you know hard agree but like so for better or worse even lisa barlow aside because i have a tendency to side with lisa regardless um <laughs> What are your thoughts about her joining the cast, you know, taking yeah. her ex-friends? Uh, so I, I have conflicting thoughts on Monica. For one, I interviewed Jen Shaw's close friend, Marilla Bueno, who used to be her assistant. He was on season one. He was accused of stealing from Meredith, Meredith's store. Ah, yes. Um, So I interviewed him last year. And also he was friends with Heather Gay and Jen Shaw. They were like a little trio before the show even started. And he used to work for Heather, got quote unquote fired from Heather, Mm -hmm. but then continued to work for Heather and now doesn't speak to Heather at all. So that's an interesting dynamic. But um, I talked about Monica with him because... I feel like the only reason Monica is on this show is because of what she said about her connection to Jen Shaw. Like, of course, yeah. producer, that's low hanging fruit for producers. Absolutely. Yeah. Who would it? I mean, I think that they're, it, it's almost a missed opportunity if they yeah. don't go after the girl who's so desperate to be yeah. on the show that she would <laughs> testify in court and then turn around and take this girl's job. It's, I mean, it's so that's, that's the another thing. thing. That's the thing. When I was talking to Marillo, I was like, so tell me the relationship, you know, like between Monica and Jen Shaw. And he goes, there were inconsistencies in what Monica has said on the show and what Marillo has said. And granted, take things with a grain of salt. I don't know if he's telling the absolute truth or not. However, I don't see any reason for him to lie. And it just some of the things even like the perception of Monica on the show, something just doesn't seem right. For one, the way that Jen Shaw and Monica met was through thumbtack. Like when you hire a handyman. So the Shaws, yeah. the Shaws needed to hang some shelves in their house. Remember they're in that rental Shaw Chalet yes, or whatever. The Shaw Chateau. <laughs> or Chateau. And um, they needed some shelves to hang. So they went on thumbtack, hired a handyman. That handyman came to their home and with him was his wife. That's at the time kind of weird, right? His wife is Monica. Like, well, I would not go to my husband's job. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I I've seen I've seen it. I have. I did hire a man to do um to put together a bed for me. Um, it was from Walmart, so you know, there's <laughs> some judgment. I was young, um, <laughs> and it was not my credit card, so. 
You got to do what you got to do. And he did yeah, in fact, no, bring his girlfriend that. so he could get oh, really? it faster. Yeah, I guess. I was like, I mean, they were in and out in about 15 minutes. So I had no wow. complaints. Um, but he did okay. indeed. I also was taken aback. I was a little like, huh. Okay. I would feel weird. So another thing about that though, is that she says she never got paid by Jen Shaw and she never worked for her. But according to Marillo, Jen and Marillo were driving. I don't know where he said, but they're in the car. Monica calls them crying, like hysterically crying. And they knew that she was having issues in her marriage. So they're like, what's wrong? You know, what's going on? She goes, can you help me out? I need to pay my car bill this month, or I can't pay my car or whatever. So she said, um, I will work for you to pay it off or whatever. And Jen was just like, yeah, sure, whatever. And paid for it. And so I guess that is how she was her assistant. It's all yeah, very like, like a, foggy a work, and it just a work of sketchy. debt, a work yeah. off of debt type of thing. It just didn't, I don't know, Knowing that information and seeing what we see on the show, something feels off to me. And I, however, if I didn't know this side information, I would think that Monica is great. I think she's funny. She's been, well, not completely like the whole attacking Angie thing is. Yeah. very and then and coming after Lisa for having money. It's also yeah, a little weird because mm-hmm. it's not just Lisa. She's not the only materialistic one of the bunch. So it's just a little like. Where it just do you feels think that pointed. ring is? Where do you think that ring is? Because I want to find it. I think I, it. I, mean, I think it's in a pawn shop. Thing again. Oh, for I, sure. I think it's in a well, pawn shop where they like it. took it to a jeweler's <laughs> to like actually have it like bought back. Um, like, can you sell those on eBay? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, you can, but you know, wow, that that's would an tra- ambitious you choice. Would, yeah, you would get tracked real easily. Yeah, but yeah, no, that thing is long gone, and I can't blame them. But do you think it's a stranger, or do you think it's someone? Oh yeah. There? Really? I I it's my conspiracy mind. I kind of know I took it. Oh wow. There's a thought. Now listen. Wait, one thing I gotta say. There's a lot of motive. (laughs) Can I just say one reason? Yeah. I think why she, if you listen, if you watch the whole thing, she said, I helped you find your ring. I even put my hand in the whatever tampon thing yeah why did she say find if she didn't find it like it almost feels like a slip of the mind like a Freudian you know? slip yeah and she talked about it so much like lisa did talk about it like fair that was kind yeah. of a, I, well you know I, I, I don't no, know i could see where you know if i'm gonna put on my own tinfoil hat i could see it because <laughs> Then it'd be like, if Monica thought to herself when she took it, she's not going to miss it. Like, who cares? Like, she has so much. I just need this. Like, I have three kids, blah, blah, blah. And Lisa talking about the price because she is materialistic kind of puts, like, a pin in Monica's balloon of, like, like, you know what I mean? It's like this weird thing where you almost, like, have to over 
analyze something and you kind of have to like over punish something because you feel guilty about it. Like you're trying to, it's it's your way of defending yourself against what it is that you did because you're just like, it's not that bad. Like everyone just freaking relax. Like I'm sure she'll be fine. She has insurance. She just called and replaced it. Like, do you even understand what I'm going through? Like that kind of thing. So also when you look at the reactions of everyone, when she, after Lisa lost her ring, everyone's like, oh, like, whatever. They were just like, that sucks. You know, whatever. Mary was like, I don't even think that's worth 60000 or whatever. The only person who wrong. said something, <laughs> the only person who said something that was like kind of offbeat was when Monica right away, she was like, oh, that's in a pawn shop already. And like that, was jarring to me when I watched it for the first time. Cause I was like, my mind would never go there. So for her to just like, I was just kind of like, okay, Whoa. so mine would have, because I'm a cynic, but I did think <laughs> it was very rude to just say outright because I get it. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Like she was already so apathetic. She already felt like she was so rude about it mm-hmm. that it almost felt like, like there was no empathy. There was no sympathy, yeah. like even more than just the evasiveness of the other housewives who were just like, I mean, yeah, girl, that sucks. But like, she was <laughs> angry about it. Like, girl, yes. that's already gone. Okay. People are starving. Yeah. And yeah. it just was like so much more fervent than someone who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. So the thing that I also thought was weird is the logic of being angry at Lisa for being upset about her ring did not make sense to me because- Monica's claiming I have nothing. I have nothing. Like if that would be even more reason to be like, wow, that's a significant amount of money. We better find this effing ring because that's a car, you know? Like, yeah, I would think Brandy Glanville would have tried to use this as an opportunity to kind of like suck up to that person and then <laughs> get Lisa Vanderpump for a while. Yeah, that would have been, I would have. that's low hanging fruit for Monica. And it's weird to me that she didn't take the opportunity to do that. It was like, like, why attack Lisa for that? I just, like, it doesn't make sense attack to Lisa me. Attack Lisa for being what? Too frivolous for, with her own ring? For wearing yeah, it in like, the airport? Just for, ha- having for having it, it. all together? Yeah, yeah. like that's She so was mad at her for having me. it because there are people like her. Because Monica, you can't be like mad about this. Yeah. And then say things like you went to a Louis Vuitton store and bought a bag. <laughs> Cry me a fucking river. So it's like, are you kidding me? She's I'm also just... driving a Range Rover or Land Rover or something. Like, yeah, you don't so have to drive that, that car. You could get, get a car for thousand dollars. You could just leave that girl's <laughs> ring alone and go get a Honda. Exactly. exactly. First of all, Hondas are very well done cars. Very reliable. Shout out to the Honda community. Them things last a long time. I <laughs> think too. that's great. Yeah. So maybe go with that instead of something with expensive repairs. As someone yeah. who owns a Volkswagen, girly, whatever you got going on can't be worth it because I'm already at my end. So I just find that a little, 
it, it just felt a little suspect that she would be so upset at Lisa for having things yes. when by definite because other people are struggling when one you're on housewives the show's mm-hmm. premise is not that so yeah. it seems like why are you mad specifically at Lisa for that and if it wasn't because you stole her ring what is the point like what is the problem yeah. because Meredith got money she owns a store she's like Meredith wants everyone to think that she is Miss Fashion Icon and she is not but she wants you to believe such and things so like where is your disdain for her or Mary who allegedly be stealing money oh for Mary for, yeah exactly like, what is it so um you just made me think of something when you mentioned Meredith Marillo said the first time he met Monica was that time that they went to Meredith's store and he was accused of stealing. And so my first interview with him last year, he wanted to come on to clear his name because that that's what he's known as now because of the show. And meanwhile, he explained it and he said, you know, like that was like, I didn't know that, that we even had it. And as soon as they told us, I brought it back immediately. Like that was a mistake. That was not like, oh, I stole something kind of thing. And even Meredith talked, she heard the interview. She talked to Marillo after that. And she said that she believed him. And so I just find it weird. Like what Monica shows up. You're doing the thing with the strings. You know, if you ever watch every, you know, only murderers in the building or are on the (laughs) internet, then they, you know, the string with the- With the pins and the pictures. Yep. Yes, yes. Monica's I see it. here. I went there immediately. Marillo's here. I went and there immediately. Said, Again, a cynic. Yeah, and she also said um, Jen Shaw fired her assistant and she never fired Marillo. So I don't know why she said that either. Like there's just inconsistencies that I'm like, I need to know more information before I make a full judgment. But if I get rid of all of that behind the scenes stuff that I know. I, and if I was just watching her from the show, I would say she's not, she's a good addition and I want to like her. I just don't know if I can. Yeah. I think so too. It's murky. But even, you know, without the, you know, the conspiracies behind it, I find her a little irritating now. I liked her in the beginning, but now it's like, Again, what show do you think this is? This is not Survivor. Like, we are yeah. not trying to rough it. The goal, the purpose, the sole reason we're here. Like, would you be mad at Lisa Vanderpump? Like, would you be yelling like this at Dorit? Like, I just, like, get... I'm confused yeah, as weird. to what she thought she was signing up for because it's not giving you don't know. Which, you know what I mean? Like, your target it's audience. It's kind of embarrassing, you know. to be honest. It's it like, is. you clearly don't know how to read the room because this is a show that's been, this is a franchise Mary that's gave been going everyone, for decades. Like, little Louis Vuitton <laughs> bags and then took yeah. it back when you disrespected her. Please get out. Remember the 2003 Don Perignon and people died in a heat wave? We are not on the, like, the rational side of finances. Yeah, We don't exactly. want to hear your struggle. We didn't like it for Brandy Glanville. We don't like <laughs> it for you. But also, we're assuming you're this upset, but you're going through the divorce. You were able to get that handbag because at the moment, you're still at least getting probably some kind of help in some capacity. So I'm just, it's also giving, you'll be like Ashley, like you're going, you're going to be somewhat likely. Okay. You're not poor. Like you're not roughing it. The people of America who you assume wouldn't give a fuck about watching Lisa Lisa Barlow lose her ring. You're not on that level actually, because most of them do not have Range Rovers or could just feel insecure around a new group of friends and go to Louis Vuitton and buy a bag. 
<laughs> and cry about it. Like, I just, I'm a teacher. <laughs> like, this is what dreams are made of, as Lizzie McGuire said. Like, there is no way in hell that you want me, you, you expect, you know, you want Lisa Barlow to not cry over her ring, but you want me to cry you a river over a Louis Vuitton bag you had to buy yeah. because you couldn't fit in with your, your new co-workers. <laughs> It girly the logic what? is very flawed and i yeah, don't know the like math that. does not math at all like which where do you think you are is my question and she's like zara girl again teacher what are you <laughs> thinking like the girlies there is not even zara in all the states we just like, got zara here not too exactly. long ago <laughs> exactly like girl just again you are not miss every woman but also we don't expect you to be you're on housewives yeah. We don't want that at all. I I wish that she came in knowing like, okay, they obviously brought me here because of Jen Shaw and like, just like leaned into it and been like, all right, I'm here because of this, but I don't know. Like it, she's just not. Yeah. Like lean into the fulfilling bad the assignment. I don't know. Of, she doesn't yeah. understand the assignment. I think it's, she should live, you know, lean deep into the bitchery of, you know, testifying against a former friend slash boss or whatever. Why did she and stop talking about that? Cause also they they never to went do that. to trial. So what, how, what trial or how was she a witness in a trial that didn't happen? I'm like a little confused. And I'm not saying she's lying about that. They could have had like a pre-motion or something and like call like, and they would have presented. Cause I think that that can be a thing. Like the federal government can present what the case is going to look like to the prosecution or to the, I know to the plaintiff stuff. side. And they'd be like, so this is what we got. And then Jen's girlies could be yeah. like, um, so let's talk about a deal. Um, <laughs> that, that's pretty but much that, like those what are the details with... I want to know though. If Monica's yeah. gonna come in and be like, I was, you know, a witness on her trial, whatever, like you better like bring receipts and clarify exactly what you mean by that. And I'm not saying go into every single detail to like expose Jen yeah. Shaw's At situation, the reunion, I'd be shocked like, if Andy doesn't make her cop to every single thing. Because, what the relationship is, I call it now. He's going to be like, I want to know what the actual relationship was. Yeah. The same way he tried to ask Jen Shaw to define what she does. She's yeah. going to, he's going to ask Monica to define what she did. And like, what was the relationship? How did you get involved in the federal situation? And to what extent was your involvement? Better. Because Meredith is already trying to get, she wanted credit for calling the feds. Allegedly, it was Monica. <laughs> Monica is trying to tell us that she was the one who allegedly called the feds. So I'm like, oh, if you're going to take that from my girl Meredith, who wanted people to believe oh, that she man. sent a woman to prison for liking a tweet <laughs> about her son's her sexuality son. against his grown ass consent as a grown ass man i just wow i have disliked meredith so much much. since the beginning until this season i've Uh done a complete 180 i'm like it is giving everything that dorit i think wanted to be meredith somehow slid into that oh my gosh it's crazy to me because for every bit of like i want to like dorit in the fake accent the over like hyped glam for a very simple looking man that you're married to like the fashion (laughs) moments that are like big and tweetable and you know the, the you know the things like the extraness and yeah. the the whole the whole shatek that Dorit did and I'd be like I can't always get behind it so she's a little annoying every bit of that 
I find Meredith to be successfully. And it's crazy because that's the mold that she, that Dorit actually created. Um, and I don't <laughs> hate it. Her accent is 10 times stronger this year. I have no idea where she's from at the moment. It is very, very intense. Wow. Like, you it did is, that really good. Thank you. I have fallen asleep to it because I put on Housewives to Rock Me to Sleep a lot. Um, it's the calm app for, you know, my inner psyche. So I put that on and I can hear it. And it just, you don't want me to talk about the husbands. Like <laughs> drunk Meredith, highlight of my life. That oh was my God. Quality I'm, television. The whole trip to Palm Springs needs some kind of a, an award. I don't know if the there's one that exists. They need and to the create nastiness. one. Because I'm like, I don't even think she knows that she's saying the nastiness. I don't think she means like the fact that they are, she's alleging that her husband likes to have sex with men. I don't think she means that, but she's so drunk. We'll never know. But also (laughs) that doesn't look great. Otherwise, like, what are you talking about? And I just thought that the producers really like let it stick because this episode was actually called Rumors and Nastiness. (laughs) And I think that's fantastic. Um, my last question for you is like, is what is the thought behind Heather extending the olive branch to Angie K? And what could what move could that be? Because my initial thought with Heather is always that, you know, she has leaned in very deeply to being a good housewife as well as about a bad Mormon to which I respect. I actually don't have a problem. I think Heather's actually serving it up this year by just kind of owning it and mm-hmm. stop and no longer trying to be the people's favorite, yes. like the crowd's favorite and just kind of being like, no, I'm going to just like be a Tamara energy or whatever, like just lean into it. But so it's like, what could then the purpose be behind this Angie K olive branch? Because if anything, now is the time to hold true. We could we we the girlies are siding with you. I just want to think about what her motive might be there. I have a conspiracy. Love it. You're coming in hot today, Jenny. I love it. I love this. I mean, well, Salt Lake City revived my love for Housewives, but same. This season is really doing it, doing it, doing it for me. Uh, this season for sure. But even like when season one started, I was like, oh, this is everything because of the really okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, really, because I was like, all the other franchises, I'm kind of like, uh, whatever. But Salt Lake, I get like adrenaline flowing. <laughs> okay. But with Heather, so at first when we started watching the show in season one, I thought Lisa was the bad guy and I thought Heather was the good guy. And then by the end of the season, I was like, oh hell no, Heather is the worst. Uh-huh. Lisa Barlow is queen. And it's just kind of stayed that way ever since. And through season one, season two, and season three, I was like, Heather is obsessed with Lisa Barlow. She is totally like obsessed with wanting her to like her, wanting her to like think good about her or whatever. And when the black eye came out, I was like, guys, this was not Jen Shaw. This was Heather Gay. She would, this is my conspiracy. She was in the dark in that little casino, whatever, by herself with the lights off, looking Mm -hmm. in the mirror, staring in the mirror and repeating Lisa Barlow over and over again until she just stabs herself in the eye. And then that's how (laughs) she gets a black eye. (laughs) But I think Heather's motive is to piss off Lisa Barlow. 
Yeah. Angie K is her friend. I mean, it'd be a good one. It'd be a good one. I mean, it also brings the attention like all the way back to Heather. And I think Heather fights for it just as much as Lisa does. She knows that Lisa has become a fan favorite for being kind of like a bitchy, you know, delusional (laughs) person. But that's what people like. We don't want the, what Heather was trying to be. Like we saw you purge your, you know, your, you know, your trauma from the Mormon church and everything. You know, we saw you cry after it, give it up, let it go. The world (laughs) is bigger than the Mormon church. Great. She got that check. So she did that. Okay. Lisa is able to stay a Mormon and still be liked. How is that possible? Oh, because she's a badass. And that is something that, Lisa is self-proclaimed badass and she wants to make sure that people see her as like this new hip version of whatever Heather couldn't be, what she couldn't get to. And it pisses off um, Heather for a lot of reasons and a lot of which makes sense, but also she's going to always want Lisa's approval, but Lisa we've seen is also always going to want Heather's approval because Heather was the superior woman. She was the yes. ideal Mormon and she really wants her to be able to like, kind of like give her her blessing. Like, yes. listen, this is for me. I understand you don't like the Mormon church mm-hmm. now, but could you just maybe for me, X, Y, Z, like yeah. bless it or say that my son and I are going to have a good relationship. And yeah. Heather's like, no, no, dear. I don't condone it like at all. So yeah. no, like I'm not. And Lisa's like, Oh, so now basically because the tables have turned and I need your approval, you're like, no, thank you. That's how Lisa is likely taking it. And I'm going to side there if that's what she wants. I just, I'm really appreciating the dynamic between Lisa and Heather much more this season than ever before. I'm really liking this like power struggle and like, yeah approval like but like you could see and this is true for everyone right like we all have our insecurities but we also all have like you know our strengths and sometimes we may go through that whole like you know fake it till you make it and I think I see some of that with both of them and like you can kind of see when it shifts like when they really truly do feel confident and then when they don't and like they try to pretend that they are and I, it's just interesting because it's almost like an inverse relationship. Like when Lisa's feeling secure, Heather's feeling insecure and then mm-hmm. vice versa. And I just find their relationship so fascinating now. Cause I'm like, I can't unsee this anymore. Yeah. They seesaw a lot, like really a lot. And, you know, their dynamic is always going to be very interesting and I don't think they'll ever actually you know come to like each other truly not genuinely it'll probably be more of like a a respectful like you know into a duel type of thing like we'll just all lower our weapons and go about our business kind of thing um but also the idea of you know they can be cordial amongst each other everybody has like their one person in the group always but Mary does not. And I wonder where you stand on Mary being back on the cast because it's mixed reviews. I find it hilarious and I'm having a nice time. Her unhinged watch what happens live with Z-Way last night or on uh, Tuesday night was 
iconic for many ways oh not of gosh. not all that are um cringe and not all that are um iconic so it's just a lot happening there but you know it's left a lot of people questioning what was the purpose of her being back if she doesn't like anybody um and her answer to that was to help you guys out which lets us know they asked her and i think that's iconic that's amazing and regardless of how you feel about mary that is that, mm, this right. is that's good trailblazing like, this is yeah. a first no one has ever done this before so there's that right there I mean I think Mary's hilarious I freaking so love funny. watching her I absolutely I used to be terrified of her because when you google her like you find a lot of very unsavory things and yeah I was terrified in the beginning when nobody knew and then around se- second season, I think that's when she really second season was post COVID and yeah. something happened where she just became like pure entertainment. And I was like, okay, I don't, I'm conflicted because there's all these awful yeah. things about her, but then I'm watching this person who's hilarious. And then also up and Adam interviewed Mary's mother um, after Mary didn't go back, I think. And it actually made me think and look at Mary Cosby differently than I originally had. Like I see Mary more like she's an adult and she should be responsible for her actions, whatever she does. Yeah, no, I know. However, I do think that she was raised in an abusive environment and you know what happens oftentimes victims become the abuser and Uh it's a cycle. So I do kind of like have empathy for her in that aspect while still being like, but Mary, you're also like a grown ass woman. <laughs> like you should learn that you can't say mean things to people like that. Like just, I find it funny that she literally with the hibachi or Versace game they did, she mm-hmm. said hibachi to everything. <laughs> she does not give a shit. No, she does not. She cares not at all. And it's very funny. Like she's, it's not even on her radar to care. Like someone else's feelings seems to just like not even be like in her ether. She's just kind of like, okay, like what does that have to do with me? I I do too. It's so fascinating because I can't imagine. There's a lot of disassociation that I can imagine she's had to do in her life. And I can see that it is like, she would have to, disassociate probably i can't imagine the kind of manipulation that she might have like experienced growing up and when that daddy yeah so somebody was deeply manipulating so she might have also had to disassociate just so that people's feelings their influxes and their voice like all the things that they use to manipulate like doesn't affect her she had to just kind of like check out it seems like because it does seem a lot of times like mary has checked the fuck out yeah, it does. So it seems like she's just, not always with us, but yet here yeah. and with it at the same time, yeah. um, it's so great. I mean, taking a Sprinter van by yourself to go get McDonald's because you will not be outside. That's just peak Taurus energy to me. I need to see her birth chart. It's got to be one of them because the, I, the way I'm like, I like to look at the outdoors. I want to experience the outdoors, but I will not participate in the outdoors. Oh, where are the snacks? I would like to have the snacks. But the only thing is, though, she did shade Monica for always eating. And that is not Taurus energy. That was and so wild. Remember, she said that she was making you don't fun care of Lisa what you Barlow. put in your body. Yeah, she was making fun of Lisa Barlow for eating fast food. But then she goes to McDonald's. I was so confused. 
And I was like, you know yeah. what? That's just and legendary she, yeah, she told, behavior. She told Monica, like, I don't, you don't care about what you put in your body, but you went to McDonald's like a day ago. So <laughs> um, neither did she. She said, I was just hungry and there's nothing else around. And I don't want to hang out with these girls. And I love that she just told Andy straight to their face. Like, don't you know? Y'all called me, remember? Don't. <laughs> huh? <laughs> You I just need to help you. Like, remember? Like, the, and they're like, oh, okay. It just, she had Z-Way gagged and it was, it was a wild experience. And I think that her being on the show is not harmful. I mean, at this point, nobody could top being as bad as what we've had with Jen Shaw. Like we put up with her. And so it's just like, I'm not yet at the threshold with Mary of moral, you know, badness for lack of a better word that I can't find <laughs> it's I'm not there yet with you know her member her, her I mean no one should be abusing the church I also grew up in a large church situation and it was not a great and it was very big and also felt very abusive in my opinion and through the work of therapy I can kind of not hate someone like Mary Cosby very much but also her <laughs> church was like 10 people so just and 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 a lot of disgruntled ones on the internet. So they're also grown people. If you're gonna say that to Mary, like you know, they're grown. She's grown. Everybody is grown. Do something else with your time if you feel called to these things. But I really think Mary is just here to catch a check and get a suit. I think she disassociates <laughs> from everything else that is going on, other than checks and suits. Like she just wants to be able to have her, you know, offering to go and get her plastic surgery allegedly and she wants i mean her outfits are very good this year so she obviously had a nice stylist so good i I love that that one i loved it and i also noticed that meredith wasn't wearing a blazer like a two-piece suit and i was like very shocked oh she had the The cape cape. and i was like oh that's a good cape oh my goodness you have arms up love that for her come on arms let's do it she loves a cape she wore a cape at BravoCon last year okay so a cape is like her thing other than suits because the blazer situation is wild I mean it's like you know (laughs) to have like that's too much that's yeah too Too freaking far (laughs) especially if you know, a signature look on Housewives I actually find very annoying. I don't, I think that's like the epitome of trying too hard to me. And yes, everybody on this season of Salt Lake City is trying too hard, but I think they're like also doing a very nice job of trying too hard. Whitney is it pretty well. Yeah, Whitney is actually sliding into role as like pot stirrer very easily. Oh my gosh, she's also, so messy. She's doing way. it so easily. I said, oh wait, okay, Tamara, like not, <laughs> yeah, you're right. The Mormon church is really bad. So, you know, homophobic and, you know, terrible. <laughs> Speaking of terrible, you know, I was just with Lisa and she actually had a really big reaction to you being friends with Angie Kagan. What do you think about that? <laughs> Like she's really mad about it. Jealous. She was wearing drag and went up to Meredith after Meredith stormed off. And by the way, when <laughs> Meredith storms off, she walks like Mick Jagger. Like she looks so <laughs> cool. She's like screaming, like, don't you dare. And then she just walks away like this. I yes. was like, wow, Meredith, I love you. Um, but then she go Whitney goes back to her and she's like, Hi, it's me again. And I just could not stop laughing. I'm Dive like, in. this girl. Bravo. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, there's got to be a producer in every group. There's one in every group. Kyle is on Beverly Hills. I, you know, Giselle is on Potomac. Um, I find pretty much everybody on New Jersey to just be, you know, fair game. Really, the they're just all against the producers. Um, New York, the new New York, the new New York. I none of them are good enough to be producers yet. We don't know who we can trust. Um, because they haven't really produced much. They're not yeah. all on the same page on what kind of show they are. And I, you know, I don't think we're gonna find that out this year, this season, or next. It took Salt Lake City a few years and some purging, but like it, even without Jen Shaw, it needed to catch its legs. It needed to figure out who was gonna be what and how you can't just slide a person into an identity of a housewife franchise you kind of have to create your own and just lean in hella hard like that's the best way to do it and that took time it took pretty much until this season I think that's why people are really liking it so New York is not going to get that in this one season so people being so upset that it's not iconic neither was Roni season one it wasn't yet yeah. in Manhattan Moms I mean we had to really crawl <laughs> before we could sprint like we True. didn't just like jump on the Brooklyn Bridge with Bethany and Ramona doing power walking and Bethany being told that she ain't worth a damn. Like, we didn't yeah. jump there. We got to, like, you know, ease ourselves in. Alex McCord pretty much missed most of the time that she would have been ahead. She kind of came too early. So, yeah, I think this is because new- now, like, Brooklyn is acceptable to everyone like exactly like she and everybody is like all the housewives especially of new york have now succeeded up to that level of upper echelon-ness that alex was trying to portray that she had and had access Mm -hmm. to all that she wanted to be in the hamptons and go to saint bart's and be at the met the girlies now of roni have gotten there so it just feels like, damn, Alice, you missed it by like a, a you were just a train, a stop too early. You got off when, like a stop too early. Are we getting her? I don't know the status on the most, or I don't even know if it's the most recent, the ultimate girls trip that she was on. Mm-hmm. Because there was a whole brand, Brandy Glanville and Caroline Manzo altercation. And they're yes, saying that the they might not assault, be able- allegations. Yeah. Are they going to, are they getting rid of the whole I, Highly doubt that Bravo or Peacock will scrap an entire season of. I it's don't. Like they, there's no freaking way they'll waste all. Forget, that. There's no way. Don't forget Real Housewives of New York, the new one. They had another housewife that they like cut out in the beginning. They they filmed with her and yeah. then they wound up just editing her out. I guess. Yeah, so they. I, mean, I don't they see did why that. they can't something they they did that similar. with Sutton the first season that she was on there as well she was supposed to be a housewife but she couldn't because her uh ex-husband would, like wouldn't sign the release or something about her kids oh. filming and you know Bravo especially Beverly Hills they have a big like strict like if you're gonna be full-time we need to see inside that fucking home because that's what we're <laughs> here for girly like that we want to see how many nannies we want to see if you're yeah. a good mom we need to see it all so they demoted her, but took a lot of her scenes out because she was supposed to hold a diamond the first year. Oh, so I, I think that. that they're really good at doing that. But I think that also this current cast, they're going to need some time to breathe. And I think that if they're going to do that, a great addition to me actually would be Alex McCourt going to um, Rugged. And then getting her job back on Roni. Tamara could do it. I think she could do it. I think 
she missed her time and she doesn't have to be connected to this group. We've noticed that. And I think that it'd be very interesting to see a dynamic with um, a woman who never could fit in with the other group to see if she's, you know, now being rich enough or connected enough really isn't, it's a totally different, you know, criteria these days to be, you know, a, a yeah. solidified Rony housewife. We got influencers now and we used to have like, you know, Morgan. So we have a lot of, you know, you know, shout out to Sai and her hungry ass. Um, mixed reviews about her too. I'm oh, here mixed for- Mixed reviews? I've only heard one review and that was- It's not people good. People do not yeah. like that. It's so interesting. I I think she suffers from pretty privilege because I look at her and I'm like, I don't hate you. And I think it's just because you're pretty and I like your clothes. And (laughs) (laughs) that's not fair because you're probably terrible. And I'm just like distracted because I find her style to be in her, her bringing 17 bags and stuff to be so fascinating. The idea of a fashion influencer it, it, like being serious business to these women is so fascinating, especially when we have someone like Jenna Lyons, like who like works, you know, and like does stuff. <laughs> um, you know, there too, who's also a trailblazer for women. <laughs> so, um, it's just very interesting. Once this show figures out what they want to be, I think we'll see brighter days we'll have a fresh take it will probably never be 13 or 12 or whatever seasons of countess luann you know traveling and going <laughs> to prison but like what would like we can't i know you forever can't make this stuff up <laughs> yeah i mean like listen new jersey's a totally different jersey now than it was in the beginning totally i don't even different. and i meredith marks that shit sorry to swear but I will not engage with New Jersey anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not good. It's not great TV, but it used to be a totally different show. And that's what made it iconic. But it's Mm -hmm. still on, even though it has nothing to do with those original roots yet. And we're over here rooting for Carolyn Manzo to be back on TV (laughs) from those days. Like, come on. So, like, we know that, you know, we outgrow things. Some things we need to go back to. It's just, you know... We don't, we, I can't trust any of these girls to be anything yet because on a show like Roni, there were no real stereotypical housewives. We don't have it. There is no blueprint. So it's almost like just lean in, you know, if Bon Me and 24 hour Vietnamese trips is going to be your, <laughs> you know, your thing, own it, baby. I love it. I love that he does that. I love that they could playfully have so many conversations about this. Like it is both serious, <laughs> non-serious. he's just like what the hell are you talking about you're going to go halfway around the world to get a sandwich and like why don't you have a plan like and that's really what i heard it's just like what a man thing to say no offense but he was like i'm just gonna go he's like for what sandwich i don't know (laughs) thinking about getting them on me you're gonna go to me not for a sandwich we live in new york probably find a good vietnamese banh mi sandwich at least that's not worth that he's like yeah but and he's in confessionals i find the train like the some people don't like flying but i find the trip the best part i'm like mm-hmm. oh baby live your life okay he just yeah. wants a little break from the twins and i understand i get it i i, I feel you that. man he's like <laughs> if she gets to go and her mom is gonna be here can i go i'm gonna go too i'm I'm going to head out. I love that for him. Go get your sandwich. Stay quiet on a plane for 24 hours. I, I'm i really loving Jessel and Pavit. Saving Grace. I hope to see them at BravoCon because I'm like a huge Pavit fan now. 
Like, oh, I, for sure. He's so cool. Iconic. <laughs> I love them. I think they're a really great couple. Um, yeah. Are you going to BravoCon? I am working out going to BravoCon. Yes. Working the goal it is out? to go. Yeah, the goal is to go. I have been invited. I'm very excited. I'd like to go. Um, it's the first year I'll probably actually make it. Uh, but like being a teacher is hard. So I like, I can't think past the quarter because it's about to end. And so once I've met with, um, a considerable amount of small human parents and small human makers about their child's ability to learn things that are fundamental to their overall, you know, life (laughs) success, like addition and subtraction, then I can think into November, but like, I can't think past October the 27th because that's when the quarter ends, but the goal is to go. And I think that in Vegas is amazing. I think that sounds so fun and a little bit like of a lit situation. Are you going? Uh, absolutely. Bravo yeah. Con's only three days. I'm going for six days. Love that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to stay around. Yeah. They're going to yeah. stick around. I have so many plans, things I want to do. I'm going to go early, get to the dispensary, hit that up right away. And then yeah. it's all Bravo. 24 7 <laughs> that sounds so fun three days straight yeah like listen let me know guys if you're going to um you know dm me let me know if you're going because i would love to do some meetups especially if i can make it out there um jenny thank you so much for coming on i love having oh. you here this was so fun this is so fun i can we have a second date? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm ready to move on to the next one. You know, I do accept this rose. Um, it has been such a delight because you don't have problematic feelings about people that I absolutely love and or hate. And because Salt Lake City is tough. These it's are some tough. polarizing characters. Mary mm-hmm. divides a room. Lisa Barlow divides a room. Heather Gay divides a room. Meredith's un- disengaged ass even divides a room. It is <laughs> a lot, you know, to try to work through and still like have positive conversations over. So it has been such a lovely time having you here. Please tell people where they can find you, listen to you, get involved with you. And you are so fun to watch, especially listen. We oh, all like have you. a little Bravo in place. So what is, how can they get to you? So I'm on all social media, mostly Instagram, Twitter, TikTok a little bit, but uh, Bravo and Blaze. And then on YouTube, I'm Jenny Blaze. My podcast is on Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. And I am kicking off season five very soon. So stay tuned for that. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Go check out Jenny and support her on all the things. And thank you so much for supporting me. I have loved being back so far. It is something that I'm working out. Thank you for your patience, but it has been truly the best to get back into these shows and get back into some messy conversation um, with some of our faves and our new faves like Jenny. And of course, there is still Patreon happening. Kendrick and I actually just did an episode and talked about all the hot topics on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Mixing with Moni doing a lot of um, some Housewives news, media, Shannon Bedore. I had some thoughts thoughts about that whole catastrophe and so much more because you know how we get into it and this was truly so fun and I can't wait to do it again there's a lot more to come I got some things lined up and 
Thank you for listening. You can find me on all the things at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. As always, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. And you know what? Stay home. It's getting cold. The earth is like weird. There are things happening out there in the ether. Just stay at home and throw on that peacock, honey, and have you a nice time. Bye. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, Pop Culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me. And don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening. And rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye. <laughs>